Welcome to Pet Sitter Confessional. Today we're brought to you by Time to Pet and the peaceful pet music, Calm Music for Pets YouTube channel. What does it mean to surround yourself with people that can make you better? And how do we go about admitting to ourselves that we have areas that we can improve and then get connected with people who can actually make a difference? Today, we're really excited to talk with Angela Reinbacher, owner of Wild Paws, based out in Colorado, about building a network of people both in and outside of the pet sitting industry so that you can have a community close at home to strengthen you, learn from, and grow as a person. Let's get started. Of course. Thanks, Colin. My name's Angela, and I run Wild Paws. We are based out of Castle Rock, Colorado. We've only been in business for three years as of September, so that means we started in September 2020. People thought I was crazy because it's a lot of when businesses were closing, but I saw kind of an in with the market, and so I just walked into it, and within a few months, I hired my first employee, and we've rocked and rolled, and now it's three years old. <laughs> so talk to me about that in in the market. Were, were you closely watching this space or did you just kind of have an epiphany moment where you knew it was time? So I was doing marketing for myself. I like ran a small freelance business. And because COVID hit, that turned upside down. I was doing nothing, lived alone, and I was bored and stuck inside. <laughs> so <laughs> I basically downloaded Rover for like the first time. It was yeah. like, what can I do? So I started walking a couple dogs and realized these nurses were reaching out to me, these professionals who still had to go into office. And I thought, hang on, there's a market just because of COVID. Like COVID has demolished pet sitting, but it then created a new market of dog walking. Mm -hmm. So within six months, I was fully on my own, like supporting myself and one staff member. And that's that's how I actually got started was on Rover until I until I had enough to go off of it. Yeah. What 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 um how did you come across that? Uh were you just searching for, you know, side gigs, things that I can do, or was it recommended by somebody? So I had done dog walking for a business that functioned similar to mine back in college for like a semester. Gotcha. And so I had the idea of like, I, I know how to go and respect a person's house, understand how to send photos and updates, but I hadn't used the Rover app. So I was kind of like, well, if I understand the concept, I can just apply it to like this kind of freelance gig work of dog walking. Yeah. Well, and, and kind of, and it's always an interesting process, right? Where you have that idea or like general concept and then you start going... How how do I make that work for me? Right? What would I what would I do with that and kind of make it my own? Totally, yeah. Because one of the first things that I did for like getting reviews too, because reviews promote you so much, is like putting a really nice framed photo on someone's counter for them to come home to. And it was those little things that just helped me snowball for referrals and like the reviews at first. And that's really how I kicked things off. Oh gosh, yeah. Because those you know those touches we think a lot about of. You know, how how much does this go noticed? What impact does this actually do? Is this just something that makes me feel good? <laughs> I've, I've certainly, we've certainly done that before. For like, we think, oh, man, this will be this will really blow them away. And then it's crickets. And then you do something else. And it's like the best thing in the world. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. I, I try to have the mindset of I am giving with no expectations. So like, hopefully maybe they'll leave a review or they'll like it. And if not, like how to protect myself is to not expect a thank you because you're not going to always get it. 
And that, but that's really hard, especially when we work so hard right, in the for the service. Right? We really pour ourselves into doing this kind of work. It is a work of passion. And you're right, not that we sit back and go, okay, now let the accolades begin. But when we don't get a response, it can be very like, oh, I did, didn't they notice? Didn't they? But I tried so yeah. hard. And to not take that personally, but instead mentally be able to go, I did, I know I did my best. And that's, that has to be enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that also comes with growth too, because the bigger the business gets, the more I'm doing these things. So the less I'm thinking about the one individual, because I just handed out 10 things this week, five of them were gourmet cookies, two were bouquets of flowers, and three were this. Like, (laughs) there's so much more going on that you end up like, you're going to clap and be happy when the two people say thank you, but the other eight, it's cool. You already forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're right. Like it is, It's very interesting because while this is still an exceptionally and deeply personalized business, the more clients we have, the less impact kind of like those little things have on us because we know like collectively there's there's a bigger impact happening here and I'm not quite so emotionally maybe dependent on that one person yeah. to to say thank you to me. Yeah, it's so much easier to not take it personally the more you grow, for sure. (laughs) Well, you described a little bit about the kind of clients that were reaching out to you, the the, the nurses, the professionals, those people still in the office who had created this market opening. What what is generally the the market like where, where you are operating? It's changed a lot since I started. Um, as most would probably say that since traveling is more common now again, people are not holding back with that. I think a lot of us would probably say in 2021, when things began to open slowly, there was a huge need for pet sitting because everyone got those animals in 2020, those COVID dogs or like COVID cats, right? And so everyone was looking for pet sitters and then everything was booming, booming, booming. And so I then experienced a lot of growth in 2021, a lot of growth in 2022. And I'm like, we're going to crush it in 2023. And I'd be looking at the numbers now going, hmm, <laughs> am I crushing it or is it crushing me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think just people had found those pet sitters in 2021, 2022 for their COVID animals. And Ooh. so now they're not looking for new ones until they get burned by their old ones. And so it's less new animals, in my opinion, in the mix. At least we're where we're servicing in Castle Rock. And so it's really getting in front of the people who like haven't traveled yet or just moved into town. The just moved into town people are where we're getting a lot of new business from. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting to think about. And those are, those are good questions that if we're, if listeners aren't doing this to try and understand who is coming to my business. What market segment is this? Because I love how you broke down that, Angel, of like people with brand new pets, people with pain points at work, people with, you know, travel needs, people, something else. Like all of those are little different yeah. market segments. And while um, you may, a lot of people go, well, just word of mouth will get me there. It's like, well, sometimes we need to be thinking about how we can speak directly to that person because just saying, oh, I'll walk anybody's dog. Well, right. But like, how are you speaking to the brand new person to town? Like that is a person that's out there. How are you going to get connected with them? Definitely. And people talk about avatars a lot of like, who's your best avatar? And I'm thinking, which bucket are we talking about? (laughs) Because my cat avatar is different than my dog wanking, which is different than the pet sitting. (laughs) Like there are very three different voices that I'm speaking to. Yeah, no, that is so huge. And when we forget that, we start speaking this really just like bland, 
monotone boilerplate language, right? That's yeah, not you're trying a- to catch them all like Pokemon. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you. I, I we 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 find ourselves doing this sometime of 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 going. Okay, we need to make a social media post, and then as we sit there, we think about it and we overthink it, and then all of a sudden, you look back and you're like, "This is just mush. It says nothing. <laughs> this is just I don't. I don't. instead of coming out and being a little bit more bold." in the words, not being brash or, you know, obscene. That's not what I'm saying, but like direct and pointed to a particular people speaking in that voice. Like you talked, like you just mentioned. Totally. And I do think we can advertise differently to those people in in just even different segments, right? Some of them might respond better to mailers. Some might respond better to like paid ads on social media. Like you can get in front of them in different ways. Mm. Um, Like the hospitals, right? Like if you have one nurse that goes to hospital, can you send them with brochures? You know, yeah. things, things of that sort. Yeah. So how, how are you advertising um, these, these days? I mean, because that's kind of what we're, that's really what we're talking about here is, is what, are, what methods are you trying to use to get to those people? Yeah. So this is really fun to me because I used to be in the bandwagon of word of mouth is just letting me get all the business in life. And then <laughs> word of mouth just like kind of slows down because life changes and the COVID puppies have their pet sitters. And so um, I think word of mouth got me probably the first 150 grand the business made. And then I'm like, I got to kind of pivot here. And so slowly tried new things. And then as of the summer, I finally was like, you know what, let's just, let's just try things. So I have a couple of things going on right now. I have Facebook ads, which are very fun to experiment with. Um, I'm getting much better results than I had expected being a service-based business. And I'm also doing these map mailers and I'm so excited about this. So I had this idea um, because people talk about lead, like lead generation, right? And I think your podcast has talked about a few times too, of like how to get people to your site and how to get them to like put their email address in. And so I'm thinking, what do I have to offer that I'll get an email? Because me being a 28-year-old millennial, I'm like, I never give out my email unless it's my junk mail because I ain't trying to receive anything. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you use that, if you use an iPhone, but you can sign up for services and it gives you an option to hide your email address from people. <laughs> when I you sign up, know that. I use it all the time because I'm like, no, no, no junk mail. No Wild. Junk mail. <laughs> Wild. Yep. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, what is going to be worth it? And then I thought, And how can I get it sponsored? (laughs) And so, because if I'm thinking about mailers, I'm like, man, that's going to cost a pretty penny. Like, even if I do like the direct mailers through um, the post office, 19 cents a piece plus your print. If you're doing it like by hand, you're looking at 55 cents a stamp plus the print. And so I'm thinking, how can I get this funded? So I thought, okay, my community has a lot of like homegrown bars and breweries. I said, what if I made a map of the town with a few different cool landmarks and then I put on their dog-friendly locations and I'd have it all drawn out. I mean, I I like hired a freelancer to to like do watercolor like digitally with it and things. And then I said, you know what? Hang on. What if I go to those businesses and I say, hey, for X amount of money, you can be on the map. Yeah. And so then they have to buy in because not only that, but then if I send it to them, now they're super intrigued with it because they had a buy in with it. And then I have now money for printing and I have money for ads so I can like promote it um, on Facebook and things as well as promote it like physically in mail. 
Mm. That was my newest creation that I'm almost like finishing ready to send out as my mailers. <laughs> okay. So how how was that received by the breweries? Because I, you know, just personally, like I know like when like it feels weird approaching companies with that kind of stuff because it almost feels like, I don't know, like, oh, I'm holding you hostage. Like, oh, I've got this thing. Do you want to say? So what did that conversation look like when you took that idea to them? Yeah. So I actually did it via email for most okay. of them, Facebook message for a few. And so I, at first it took me a while to find their emails. You got to get creative for finding their emails. I mean, like you got to look at who Facebook's registered to things like that, because they're not really posting them on their websites anymore. Right. I know. Um, <laughs> and so I was actually, what surprised me was the bigger ones were the ones to buy into it. Yeah. The smaller ones who I thought would want it more We're kind of like, uh, not that interested, but let me know on round two. I'm curious of your results. So it's almost like the smaller ones were a little more skeptical. The bigger ones, literally, I reached out to one. They go, actually, we have three businesses in the air. Will you take all three? And I was like, for three times the money, absolutely. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes. And so um, so I probably got, I would say like a 45% success rate of people who bought in, which is higher than I expected. My goal was 10. I got nine. And then I was like, I threw basically one of my clients owns a wine bar. I was like, I'm going to throw you a freebie. We're going to put you on here because you're a client. And I made a really nice message to them of like the why, how (laughs) great them and their dogs are. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you have the map. And so you, this is what you are doing direct mail. You're taking that map and yet you're now mailing that to people in your community. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The whole front side is going to be kind of like what the map looks like, a little bit of a legend at the bottom sponsored by Wild Paws, the back all about us yeah. with like who it would have been sent to, like the current resident at whatever address. Um, and then like a QR code information about us. So then hopefully my thought is it's so nice and you want to save it for spring. You're going to slap that baby up on your fridge mm-hmm. or you put in the junk drawer that you're not going to throw out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so you know, it's it's this it's taking this uh, this idea of I do need a maybe I'll have a lead magnet. So we go, okay, I'll put this on my website. But if we went through all that trouble to do that, it's trying to go like, what else can we do with this? And trying to do this direct mailing, which we know when targeted has uh, a really uh, does have a good ROI on it. Especially, I will say, when it's about local communities, like people really dig yeah. that kind of stuff. And making something like this, the other key important fact of that is that it is shareable. Right. This mm-hmm. is something that somebody can look at and go, hmm, might not be for me because maybe I don't drink or maybe, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not into breweries. Uh, I want to just be home. <laughs> but like, but I have a friend at work or I have somebody else. And I have a, this is something that they can take and they can hand to them, which is a lot more impactful than saying, oh, you've got to Google this thing or you got to go to this website. That's too many hurdles. Just hand something yeah. to somebody. It's more, more sticky in that way. Uh, and, it, and it can kind of go beyond that initial price per mail because that's going to get shared out, or at least some of them are. Yeah. So the other component is I, I do want to put it on my website with like a an email buy-in, so to speak, where you're sure. just putting your email and you get it. But um, through the chamber, you've talked about the chamber on your, on your podcast before. Yeah. Uh, my chamber does this really cool thing where once a year, if you're a member, you can get a list of new residents for the last quarter. So I got it. My homie got it for me too. So I have six months worth of new addresses of people who don't probably have friends in the area, might not have family, and they don't got a pet sitter. So like, I'm now going to mail them this value add. So my first round of mailing is going to strictly go to people who have moved into town the last six months, hoping that you have not found your pet sitter yet. Yeah. 
that's that that's huge. And so when we talk about benefits of networking and trying to get access to like there's this information, somebody has this information out there. I don't know if you've ever sat there, Angela, and been like, who has this? Like, who do I talk to? And yeah. that kind of information of new home sales. Sure, you can scrape Zillow. You can you can go maybe if you have a friend in uh, the real estate that can do an MLS search or things like that. Like, but this this networking of going here's and and that can be hard too as a business to be like no I. I know we have to be better at just us personally going, we need to be selfish in this ask because it's beneficial to us. I, yeah. I, this is something that I need and is helpful to me. It's okay for me to ask that instead of always going, no, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's, no, if it's there, ask for that and then use it. Totally. Yeah. Just like how we said, like, don't give with an expectation. Well, don't ask expecting a yes, but like, Go for the ask. Just yeah. don't, like, you know, don't feel that they're going to say yes, but go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's huge because then you'll never know if you don't ask. Right. And then yeah. you'll be, you'll always be wondering. And so many times it happens in business where we have this idea, we have this concept, we have this idea where, or this, this vision and, but well, I'm going to talk, I'm not, and we kind of talk ourselves back from it instead of just going, you know, what if I actually did that? What would that actually look like? And sometimes that just means writing it down on pen and paper and kind of brainstorming some things of vision casting of what that's going to be. Then you'll see some stuff steps you can pick up on so that you can actually take action on that instead of always keeping it up in our head. Yeah, definitely. And like with my mailers, I thought I'm going to do this anyway. So if, if no one even opts in to pitching in, in the end, I'm going to send it to them. They're going to see the final product and they're going to want to next time. Cause I, I knew I wanted to commit to it. So I thought, why not go for it? I did not ex- like, I was hoping for 10. I got nine. And at that point I was like, this was still a good turnout. <laughs> Cause I'm pitching at that point. I was pitching a theory. I wasn't even pitching like anything I could tangibly show them. Right. So when you go back to them for that second round, uh, what are you planning to show them to convince them that this was a success or, or, or whatever? Yeah. I want to show them stats. So I have roughly like 2,400 mailers I want to get out because those are all the new residents in six months. And then I also, once I start running um, it on my website and through Facebook to push it a little bit, I want to wait until the weather's a tad nicer um, and start pushing on Facebook. And then I can come to them and say, here's the stats of the people who opted in. And here's the amount who got direct mailers who for sure saw it. Yeah, And you got all of that exposure for this amount. Right. Yeah. And especially linking it to that QR code, because then those are some hard stats of like, these people got the mailer and they didn't just like, I know they did something with this because they scanned this QR code and I can see that here, or here's the change in website traffic or whatever that is. So you can start tying those in together because at the end of the day, it is a business decision for them. You know, sometimes as businesses, we make decisions because it's a good business decision. Sometimes we make decisions because it's good for the community. Like it's a, it's a charitable kind of thing. We want to support something. And we all have our own reasons for doing that and being respectful of them going, okay, yeah, no, I get it. Like, this is brand new. That's kind of unproven in our area. So yeah, but you better believe I'm going to be back for round two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of Time to Pet? Susan the Pet Gal has this to say. Time to Pet has helped us grow exponentially. We believe the platform's features make us by far more professional than other companies who use conventional dashboards. They are the software gurus constantly developing and improving the platform based on user feedback. 
this decision was a good one. If you're looking for new pet sitting software, give time to pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessional. You, you also mentioned that you're running Facebook ads, and, I, and, I, and you did post recently about yeah. how you're not just posting static images either on these. Oh, no. Oh, no. You've got to get videos. So um, I, d- I don't know how much you're – are you into Facebook ads very much? No. no we we have done the, the Google side of things, but we haven't okay. done a Facebook stuff. So that's why I'm, I'm really interested. Okay. In yeah. So about I'm this. all about – let's innovate, but let's not reinvent the wheel. Like we don't got time for that. So something <laughs> – Something Facebook does that I think is brilliant for people like us is there's this button. If you click about in someone's Facebook page, you can click transparency. You can not only see if they're running ads, you can literally look at what they're running. So I started looking at Rover and WAC. WAC wasn't running any though. Rover ran a ton of them. I was looking at other businesses in the area, in my area, other bigger businesses nationwide. And I'm looking at what are they doing? Because if they're if they're putting money into this and they're big businesses, it has to be working, right? Like they're they're not wasting money. They found something that works. And so if I'm looking at it, it's either basic images that move, so it's technically a video, but they're yeah. kind of basic. They got some t- transitions, or it's like full fledged videos. And I was like, great, we're gonna recreate it. <laughs> yeah, and like recreate it with the content that I have. So I did two types. I did the basic image that moves. And then I did kind of like my homemade video in Premiere Pro, put some music to both of them, had different things. And with the transparency, you can also see the copy they're doing. So the actual text, which mm. is wild to me. Like, I mean, you can literally, besides copying their audience, you can copy like everything else. <laughs> it's insane. So I'm also looking at what are they writing in mm. these in these ads that are catching people's attention. And I mean, literally hundreds of these things. So there's just so many options. And in the end, I honestly used chat GPT because it was giving me some good ideas. Right. Um, For the win. <laughs> seriously. And so what I found was that my homemade video of a compilation, it goes like dog, cat, dog, cat, dog, cat. And it has some text overlay that kind of like almost narrates it, but there's no voice. I found that that had been performing the best since the beginning. Not by much. It, it performs about 34 cents a click. My other ones perform 50 cents. So not a huge difference, but enough to where I'm like, this keeps performing better than like mm. the static images that move a little. Yeah. Um, and so I just keep putting like a little more money into that one than all the other ones. But I really enjoy like every other month or every month just exploring a little more of like, let's just try another one while running the one that we know goes great. Let's run another one and see if it can beat it. Yeah. Well, continuing to do that AB testing is so critical because we don't want to look up and find that we are what, what, not, not if we're not trying to make those marginal gains, like month over month, quarter over quarter, we're not going to know if what we could have expected, you know, if we, if we did make those changes. So that mm-hmm. kind of experimentation is really critical to making sure that we are running healthy ads, healthy posts, looking at that. And so whether you run ads or not going, if I, what am I posting, right? Well, how, what, let me look back at my, my, my insights and let me see what's performing better. Okay. I need to be yeah. posting more of that if that's what I'm trying to get. Totally. Yep. Yeah. And and it also kind of helps crack the the nut, so to speak, of it's hard to show what we do, right? It's it's hard in, in images, in just static images. Video yeah. is really it's something that I know we could be doing a lot more of too, of of really showing that story, really bringing people into that moment. Because 
you know, pet parents don't know what to expect, especially if it's the first time they've used a service like this. So being able to walk mm-hmm. them through that, show them those different aspects, or just have that that movie that's kind of like a little slideshow, so to speak, of moving with the motion and things like that going, look, I, we've got all these images anyway. Might have tried, might as well yeah. try and use them in a new way as well. Definitely. And one of the things, too, that I was thinking of with static images is – what if they don't even think it's me? Because I can take some gorgeous photos, but then people are going to be thinking these are stock photos. They're so good. Like, <laughs> And so what I started doing with the videos was I have a half sleeve on my left arm. So I started putting my left arm in almost every video because then you can identify that like despite it's five different videos like yeah. compiled together, you can tell it's homemade because it's the same tattooed arm the whole time. <laughs> it's, it's like you're trying to prove an alibi. <laughs> I know. Well, because, <laughs> because seriously, I've sent people photos and they go, oh, cool. Like, where'd you get it? And I'm like, no, I took it. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> it, it is interesting what people think of what we send them sometimes and like where we got them. And, and, the, and, and the use of stock photos is, is so prevalent, right, in the industry. Oh, yeah. And I understand the need for it sometimes of sometimes we just can't we don't have the image to display what we're trying to get to. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, but when we can use your own photos, but, but, you know, clients, potential clients, they don't really know the difference unless it's their dog, I guess, or unless you've got a, a cool tattoo you can show off. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it was only for my ad because I was like, okay, I want to make like some form of like little trust, despite that, like people might think like tattoos aren't trusting, but let's, let's sure. just say that they are. And like, it was the, the idea that like this, this is the same person, in the video, this was like home, made despite that like it has a cool kind of videography aspect to it yeah kind of letting them know like this is what we do or this is what i do right like this is me and that's where that personality comes in that's where our voice comes in where it can say nope this is this is not just something that i had made but no i did this and that's Mm -hmm. and kind of showing off that skill a little bit too yeah yeah how much time does that take typically, Angela, for making a video oh. like that and getting, okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay. Depends on the scale of one to 10. How much are you a perfectionist? Um, <laughs> so uh, I've done videos in the past and like make them for various things for freelance work. People okay. would hire me out for it. So like I use Premiere Pro through yeah. Adobe. Like I literally pay a subscription to use it. It's way more than is needed. Sure. <laughs> People could probably make it in like iMovie. Sure. Um, so I honestly think no one should spend more than 30 minutes. But I spent like quite a bit of time because I was like very perfectionist about certain things. And I wanted to get lightings right in certain ways. I was, it's just the way that I have learned to do videos. So I spent a little, probably, probably spent an hour and a half, like a little more than I needed to. But, but if that's something that you're going to get lots of traction on, right. That you're going to use for probably a little while or repurpose in other ways, or it might not leave it up for six months, but you might take it down, put it back up, take it down. Like this, this is going to be investment if you're planning on using it for a while. Cause you know, I, I know that you even, you use video a lot, even on your own website too, of like, you know, there's yeah. an, there's yep. a, you, you talking about the business, showing off things like it's, it's throughout everything on that. And I, I really yes. love how you do that because it really Thank does you. bring people in and makes it captivating, it makes them go, Oh, what, is, what is she saying? Right. What is she saying? Yeah. Thanks. It was another thing that I thought of just this year of, cause I, I up until probably August, I only had photos and I thought, hang on, like, it'd be so much more captivating. Me put a couple of videos in. It makes it really more seem like personalized. I'm petting a cat or like other things to where you get a feel of like your animal is loved versus like I can take a selfie with an animal 
But, you know, who's it yeah. more about than me or the animal? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know some people may be worried about putting videos on their websites if they are worried about, you know, load time or things mm. like that. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, we also have to go, well, A, you know, we can upload an unlisted photo on YouTube. So it's not actually hosted on the website. So it loads really fast. And there are ways to do that. Also, pros and cons. Would I rather have a slightly slower loading website but people are more captivated and buy into me and trust me more mm-hmm. or a, vid- a web page that loads super fast, but it's kind of bland, right? And doesn't have my personality there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're, you're actively advertising. You're pushing a lot of this content out. You know, how is that impacting? How have you seen that impact your growth and the changes to your company? Yeah, a lot more calls. Okay. <laughs> a lot yeah. more. Well, good. Um, it's working. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A lot more like um, forms submitted on the website, like contact forms. So we have on their website, you can call us, you can email us, or you can fill out this form. And the form's kind of like, your name, tell me what kind of service you're looking for, drop in overnight, dog walking, if you've got dates in mind. So someone can fill out that form and then we call them. Yeah. So three different options. And those just really skyrocketed. And I directly <laughs> relate it to the advertising because I'm also watching my clicks from the ads go up. Now I can do a lot more with Facebook of having like basically different landing pages and ending pages to really mm. track conversion. I have not spent that much time doing it yet. So that's my goal for 2024. So sure. I can actually track how many people get across the finish line. But yeah. for now, I'm seeing people are clicking and my phone keeps ringing. And it's a lot of people, too, who um, are traveling because I have a couple different audiences going. And one of my audiences, you have to be interested in traveling and different certain things on Facebook Mm -hmm. in order for it to even go to you. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it is capturing people who want to take those vacations. We have a cat client. They were gone for five months this year. Straight. (laughs) Like, that's who I want. I want you. (laughs) Well, that's that's important to remember, too. With Facebook, you can subdivide those audiences and go off of interest and things like that. And and that's where not being afraid to be opinionated about who is this for, right? Who is this for? You can even do it based on income level. Right. It's wild. (laughs) When you're watching, when just from your gut sense, Angela, do you feel like the people that are contacting you, like, Do you feel like they are a good fit? Because I know you're not really quite tracking conversions yet, but do you feel like, oh no, the right people are contacting me, or we still needing you still needing to kind of make those slight adjustments? Um, yes and no. Some people still contact us for boarding, and I think that's just that I don't read. Like they they don't they didn't do their research. They didn't actually read anything. They just saw dogs and pet care, and they're like, maybe they'll board my dog. And we always try and flip those clients right, like on the phone. We don't do that. Here's what we do, though. Instead, like if you're interested in these services, happy to have a meet and greet kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and we've got those since day one. So we just still get them. And I think it's yeah. a lack of people doing any research or reading comprehension. And at the same time, some people end up not knowing what different options pet sitting has. So it works yeah. out. And if not, at least we answered the phone and no one can say like, while pause doesn't answer their phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, right, because that's part of it too, right? That's part of just going, you know, that's part of my reputation of, yep. of we, we answer, we, even though I might not love talking on the phone or whatever, like that's part of this is what I need to do. And and that for us just we is, is one of the biggest aspects of, of client expectations in what kind of care is out there. So we're constantly battling against this market fit of what people what what's the community's expectations what's the history of pet care for where we are cuz we know you know when we started our business it wasn't you know there we were day one but pet care had been in the area for a very 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 long time mm. people have these ingrained habits they have these ingrained preconceptions and biases and thoughts and well, it's fine, but like we, our job now is to try and help them understand what their options are, which they might not be, yeah. they, they might not understand. And just going, okay, look, you might never heard of this. Here's this option. Maybe it's not just an option. It could be the preferred method for you. But, you know, I'm I'm not going to get offended when somebody calls and asks for boarding for the 17,000th time. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Definitely. Or so many people want overnights, right? But either they don't like our pricing or whatnot, whatever it may be. And then I tell them we can do drop-in care, like, you know, three to six times a day. We do some people six times a day. It's wild. And they go, that's an option? I'm like, yeah, and it might be a great fit for you. Like, let's talk about it. You didn't, Mm -hmm. that's the most simple form of pet care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you're right, because people go, okay, well, I need to find, I need to find pet care. So I'm going to look for boarding. Um, Oh, I I couldn't find a boarding, so I need to find pet care. Well, I had my my cousin stay a long time ago, or my, my, the girl who lived down the street, or the boy across the neighborhood, like, they stayed in my house. Let me try and find that. So they're just going based off of what they've had before. Sometimes it's not even a preference or really desire. It's just what they know. And so then we get get to step in and go, hey, let me tell you, (laughs) right? Like a a whole new world out there for you. Yeah. Cue the Aladdin song, A Whole New World. (laughs) (laughs) Just that should be, once we reach that part of my spiel, I should have that lightly playing in the background just to do some priming, mental priming for people. I'll be like, no, new experiences. Here we go. (laughs) Slowly fading. (laughs) <laughs> so you you've experienced a lot of growth um what has it been like for you personally ma- managing that and taking that on great question not sure i do it <laughs> <laughs> okay next question angela <laughs> um yeah managing growth is hard i think i was put in a position that forced me to have grit though because i lived alone a thousand miles away from family And so it was me, myself, and I to figure it out. There was absolutely no option to fail. It's either going to work or it's going to work. So then I get gritty and stubborn. (laughs) Like (laughs) even this past year, I was like, I think I missed a lot of red flags in which I should have just jumped ship, but I kept pressing on because I'm pretty stubborn and pretty gritty. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and so, um, cause I, I actually, to be honest, I envy a lot of people who had partners at home who one could be stable for them financially and emotionally. Instead, I came home, my dog doesn't want to listen to me and I'm still broke. And so, (laughs) so I had to push through like a lot to get to the point of feeling like I have stability and sustainability Mm. and I'm finally scaling. The scaling process is wildly hard. What, what, what makes that process so hard? Um, I think it's hard because so being a solo means that I don't have a partner in business, right? So no one else, I own a hundred percent, no one else has buy-in. And so I'm the only one who's going to run through the brick wall. When the employee calls off and I call another employee to call in and they don't, well, they don't have the same buy-in as me. And in the end, the buck stops here and I got to figure it out. 
And so Mm -hmm. it ends up being that like sometimes you run yourself so ragged because things are kind of crumbling around you. You have to make sure it all stays up and that the, the experience for the client still stays good, right? Like last week, an employee broke her wrist on the job. No one else could fill in. So like, how do you pivot? You have to though. And so it's one of those things where like scaling's hard because I'm not at the point yet where I have extra people in the field who can always step in or like are almost like paid to be on call. Like we're not there yet, hopefully someday. And so instead we have enough plus like one extra who's off that day. But if they can't come in, maybe they're shoot like out of town or just an hour away or just don't want to, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. No, you, you, you said that phrase, like no one else has the same buy-in. And I think, I think that, that really puts the, the, the right on the nail of why this can feel so lonely sometimes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And no one else gets it right. Like, I mean, other business owners, sure. But you'll chat to your friend and they're like, I'm confused why you're always tired. And I was like, first off, Physically, I walk 10 miles. Second of all, the amount of stress in my head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there's nobody who, who, because we feel like, and a lot of times the reality is, it does all rest on us. The weight is all yeah. on our shoulders. There's no one else. You know, I, we get that a lot. Don't, isn't there anybody else who, who would want, who would, you know, do this or sacrifice this? And it's like, no, right there. there you know, it, our, we, have an ama- we have amazing employees but they just, it, it's not their business, right? They don't care as much. There's not as much. Oh. And that's fine because, you know, they're, that's not their role. It's our, it's our role. And we have to take that on. And, and sometimes that is hard to put that on and still find joy in the day-to-day and still find um, purpose whenever it just feels like a slog. But the other thing mm-hmm. you pointed out there too, Angela, is what's the customer service end at the end of this like? Do they notice a difference? Is that, yep. And that's a great metric, right? To go, nobody noticed. Like, it was chaos and we managed it and the client came back and was like, great, this was easy. This looked easy. Fantastic. And you're like- That you brings <laughs> me so much sense of accomplishment when those things happen. I'm like, no one realizes I just saved the day, but saved. <laughs> and everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. And that goes back to the, you know, the the the- where do we find value or if we get in, if we need that external validation, this, that that's hard. And and we stop wanting mm. to do that. And all of a sudden we are not going the extra mile. We're not putting in that hard work. We get jaded. We get frustrated. We get resentful, right? We'll get that yeah. phone call from the client. We're just, if our first thought is not again, it's like, okay, real heart check right now. Where am I? And why is that? Yeah, Totally. A lot of pet owners don't know how to react when their beloved pet is facing a bout of anxiety, noise sensitivity, or depression. However, various studies have shown that animals react very positively when calming music is played for them. As a trusted pet sitter, have your clients check out Peaceful Pet Music, Calm Music for Pets on YouTube, where they can give their pet the best chance at relaxing while they're away. From peaceful melodies to soothing nature sounds, this YouTube channel is the go-to spot when your client's pet is anxious and you don't know where to turn. Complete with beautiful and vibrant animations, their videos will become your home for the tools needed to keep the client's pet in a state of peacefulness. 
Be sure to subscribe to Peaceful Pet Music, Calm Music for Pets on YouTube, and hit that bell so you never miss a moment of calm. So you feel like part of that process was that 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 grit, that stubbornness in you that pushed through those those those, those hard points. What? Yeah. I mean, what do you think it was that really pushed you through that other than just that determination to just like, was it a, I can't fail or I don't want to fail? Or was there, did you, did you have something drawing you forward as well? Well, I mean, failure for me would mean that I'm back in my parents' house in Illinois and I live in Colorado. So like failure would be, I'm, I am 18 years old again. Like I'm back home. And so in my mind, I was like, we're not doing that. Like there's no opportunity to fail here. We're going to figure it out, right? If that means we're working 60 hour weeks, we're working 60, like we're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna do it. And so, and I mean, and now, right, there's, we're a team of seven. We're doing good things. We're growing a lot. So like, that's wonderful. And it also meant I had to lean on like friends in different ways. The the Mm. few friends who understood, (laughs) there wasn't many of them, but there was a couple and like, they were the ones who could offer like encouragement, but also said things like, I'm so proud of you. Mm. because one, I knew that they understood it. So hearing it from them meant so much. Mm. And also they weren't the ones trying to convince me to get out of it. Right. Because so many people in the beginning were like, it's just not worth it. Go like you graduate in business, go get a business job. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing something here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then like, as the years went on, right? Like last year I started a meetup of just entrepreneurs because I was like, I need more friends like this. I want to meet people who are young and who are doing the hard stuff because these are the people that I'm realizing I'm mentally thriving around because we all have similar mindsets and we all want to succeed. We're all doing hard things. And where I can ask questions, you have answers I've never heard of before. You're succeeding in ways that I wish I could. Like, I want to hear everyone's stories. Talk to us about that, Angela, because I know that that's something that's been really, as you mentioned, like it's been very beneficial to you. And I'm just going to pause and say many of us, when we think about networking and partnerships, and I'm not going to be corny and say partnerships, whatever, kind of (laughs) pet pun, is that we, sorry, that was bad, um, is that we tend to think of networking with just other pet care professionals and other people doing pet care industry stuff. Why, why did you decide to start a network of, of people outside of that industry too? Great question. I think of networking in like a social network or are you doing like a professional network? In this case, I was truly doing a social network. I looked at my town who the average age is 45 to 50. Y'all got two to three kids. And the median household income's roughly 125 grand and up, like statistically, right? If you look at Google. Okay. And I am living by myself, single, no children, trying to do a business, and I'm 28. And, uh. and I'm like, I don't fit in any of these categories. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, where can I find people like me? And I'm thinking, I'm roughly 35 miles from Denver, but it is worth the drive to see if I can find friends. And I just started posting on Facebook, like, hey, any like-minded people who are maybe in their 20s and 30s pursuing entrepreneurship who want to meet up? So our first meetup was literally four people. (laughs) (laughs) And and like, it's been a year now. We have 40 to 50 who come each time. So super cool. And like, yeah. And like half the people reoccur, half are new every time. Like, and like, we have a Facebook group of like 500. So roughly 500 people see the event. 
we get about 50 who come out. Um, and like, I, I am so bold on these Facebook posts because I'd be saying, I do not want your business card. I don't even like, this is not for sales. I don't want to like, I want to know who you are. I want to know what your hobbies are. Do you like skiing? Are you a hiker? What do you like to do? Like, what are you looking forward to next year? I want to also hear about your business, but please don't come here selling me. Cause at first we got the like, network marketers you got your real estate agents coming which is cool but you're trying to sell me you got your financial and like they were truly trying to sell you like you know when they're just cool and you know when they're trying to sell you (laughs) and so like it took a while for to get on and truly colin is the coolest thing now people come i will ask them why'd you come they go i just want to make a friend and i'm like Mm. like people get it now like we are truly here just to meet like-minded people. Like I just set up a double date next week for people that me and my boyfriend met there. We're like, this is great. New friends. It is. And it's so, it's so important to have that community. And, and many people, especially, you know, in the pet care industry, it is so lonely, right? Not just because we don't have anybody who we can commiserate with, right? So that's one level. So it's like, no, the pet care industry is very specific in kind of how we operate this. Then there's the, I run a business, I'm in my age group. I, who do I get connected with to also commiserate at this level, right? And then it, it, it just bringing people together to have people to yeah. talk to, right? Is really what that is. And, and when you were describing the network marketer people showing up, I just, I cringed <laughs> a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, like... Because that's yeah. when people think, oh, net business people are going to be there. We're going to be networking. Here's my card. I, Here's get me referrals. Here's this. Here's that. Let me put you into my seat. I've had people, Angel, who've said, like, I'm just don't worry. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to have you scan my QR code so I can, so I can track you, and I know when I met you. And I'm like, mm. oh my gosh. And then you're automatically in my contacts. And walk the other way. (laughs) But just to come with that, look, there's nothing asked other than that you show up as your genuine, authentic self. Yeah. Like, and 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 how scary that is for a lot of people to be, but how freeing it is when you find that space. Totally, hundred percent agree. And it, I mean, it took a while to truly cultivate. Um, But now that it is, I mean, it is something that I actually genuinely look forward to going to. Like it's every two weeks. So twice a month we do it. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's really fun to watch because I didn't expect it to one, get this big. And I didn't expect to be doing it a whole year later. I thought I'm going to meet a couple friends and like, that's it. And then people were like, no, are you doing it again? I want to come back. When is it? When are you doing it again? (laughs) (laughs) So are you, um, you know, as far as like hosting that, if somebody's interested in possibly doing something, something like that in their, in their area to grow that network, any, any recommendations for, for finding places or venues and helping set that tone and, and guiding that? Yeah, definitely. So Facebook, despite that, like, you know, people think it's outdated. It's, amazing still in certain ways. And so finding like groups and finding groups of people who want to meet up is brilliant. If you're near a big city, there's probably big city name meetup group or big city name meet new friends. Like those Facebook groups exist there. I'm in like five of them for Denver. So what I did was I posted in them saying, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to do. Anyone interested? And people commented. And now instead, fast forward a year, we do it as an event. So on Facebook, we create an event. And it's like date and time and location. And I just share it to those Facebook groups and Mm. people say they're interested or people say they're going. And some people say neither and they still show up. It's cool. (laughs) Um, And so in the beginning, 
it's kind of like weird because you don't know how many people are going to show up. Like in the beginning, like 50 people said they're interested and four people showed up. I didn't realize the numbers were going to pan out like that. <laughs> and so yeah. like finding a location was kind of strange at first. And so I went to a location that I knew had like kind of like a bigger dining area since I wasn't mm. sure what to expect. There's only four of us. And then it slowly grew. I mean, like slowly okay. grew. And so once it got to like 15 people, I went to a local bar in town and was like, hey, like, Monday nights are normally slow nights for like hospitality. Would you mm. mind hosting like a meetup? You don't got to close down the bar, but like, can we have a section of it? Yeah. And they're like, absolutely. So then we met there. Later on, we switched to a different location to be further into the city, the heart of it. And I just went to those people and I said, hey, this is a really cool location. We're about this many people. We meet here every two weeks. Could we have a section of your bar? And yeah. they said, yeah. And now we've been in that place for the last like, Five months. People love it. it. Has a rooftop that we went went on up until November, wow. and we watched the sunset over the mountains. Like, yeah, well, and again, what what a great way to involve your community as well, right? Going to local places and saying, "I've got this meetup. Can we use this place?" And f- it's finding those like, yeah, this is typically slower, so it's not going to be a huge inconvenience to them. It's actually going to not going well. We could sure help you, but going, hey. I know it's slow. We're we're looking for a place for a bunch of people to get together and hang out. Would this be okay? What do you think? And that's and I know there are some people who are listening to that Angela going like, you, th- that is bold. Like that is bold, bold, bold. Just walking into these places and and that can make some people kind of go, oh my gosh, like how do I do that? But it's just yeah. it's a it's a simple. It's like I have a need. I'm I'm going to ask because otherwise I'm never going to know. Totally. And once you're okay hearing no, you're like you're gonna. <laughs> fly through brick walls. I mean, like nothing's going to stop you because if the worst that can happen is you hear, no, your day didn't actually change. Like, you know, yeah. like it's all, nothing changed. You're good. You were, you're at the starting place still. You're good. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. with this entrepreneur meetup, I recently started, so that's in Denver, 30 miles from where I work. And so I now started a meetup in the place that town that I work, Castle Rock. And my thought process with that it's not for entrepreneurs. It's just for women who live in the area. And we meet at a wine bar. Um, wine bar is held by my client because I thought we we're going to bring her in on this, okay. like support her. And my thought process was, who calls me? 95% women. And it just makes sense by our demographic that we got down here. It's, a, it's the, the women are planning the trips for their families, all these types of things. And so I thought, I want to get in front of more women. <laughs> so why not just host a meetup? Like. Yeah. And I don't even come in branded shirts or anything. I'm just coming as myself, as if it's the entrepreneur meetup in the sense of I'm not looking for anything, but what I want to do is say my name and where I work because it's going to start sticking with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's really key is as people are listening to this, um, some people will be hyperventilating at the thought of hosting social events and that's okay. Like it's, it's, it just takes a little bit, maybe finding some help, having a partner there, um, yeah. having family members help out, having one person who's also passionate to bring them in, but really asking mm-hmm. yourself, what do I want out of this? Right. If, and, and, and really like seriously ask yourself, anytime you start bringing people together going, what do I want out of this? What does success look like for me? You know, cause you know, sure. Go and join the, 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 um, the young professionals group through the chamber, go, go join the other, you know, BNI or 1 million cups or whatever networking stuff that have that be your business networking events and th- those things. 
build that other social graph for you, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, what we need as individuals, as humans, is we need to be surrounding ourselves with people that are going to help us be, be better, right? And finding that group. Definitely. It's one of those things too, where like, if we're thinking of marketing in a, in a general sense, you remember the brands you see often, right? And maybe you're just passing by them. You're seeing it on a commercial. You weren't really paying attention to them commercial though, but like you saw it, it's like the brand recognition. So if you want to be big in your town, like you need the recognition, whether it's your face and you're talking to people or whether like they're seeing flyers, right? And so in my, in my thought process, this is just another form of brand recognition. So I actually teamed up with a realtor to do the one in my town. And we both come at it with the same thing of like, we're just needing new friends. Like that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring a group of women together and have some wine. And we also started and run two Facebook groups in the area, like specific to our town. And it's purely on the basis of like bringing the town together. We're sharing what events the town's doing. It's a a lot of events in the small town, Um, a lot of events going on, or like if there's updates about like trails being like down because they're too muddy because we live in Colorado. So like it's, that's it's a like very a, Colorado thing to say. That you just thing, yeah, like, <laughs> they literally have trail Thursdays. I'm like, you share those posts. Um, <laughs> I, I have shared so many videos of me and elk because <laughs> I, I have to drive to this neighborhood. This, these, these clients, yo, these clients are top tier clients. They have a second house in Hawaii, so we come visit their cats two to three times a day for three weeks at a time every other month. And there are two herds of elk who live in this neighborhood. And every time I have to take a video of me saying, hello, friends, sometimes I do a selfie. Sometimes it's just the elk. The other day, it was like 10 feet from me, and I actually got scared and drove away. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, you're too close. (laughs) So I share a lot of elk videos in those uh, groups, too. They're really cool. (laughs) So for those of you who live in, live in Colorado, I'm sure this is all resonating with you. <laughs> yeah, and if, yeah, just, in <laughs> Illinois, every time you pass a cow, people say, hi, cows. Hi. There you okay. go. You can start doing those videos. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so mm-hmm. elk, are, elk are the cows of Colorado. I'm understanding this now. Okay, very good. <laughs> Not so, exactly, but I like I like the similarity. So we're yeah. going to roll with it. Put on a t-shirt. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to... But you know, because that that aspect of of surrounding yourself with people that are going to help make you better, and I know an aspect of that is sometimes it means that that person is technically or may on the outside be more successful than you, and and that that can be really um, really hard to approach from from a personal perspective to to admit that or to 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 do that in a humble manner. Oh my gosh, I love those people. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. there's so much to learn, right? Yeah. And if you're finding them in these natural places, they generally want to talk and they're like not, mm. you know, you're not threatened by each other, hopefully. And so, I mean, I love picking people's brains. There's people in our meetups who make multi-million dollars, kid you not, in their businesses. And there's people who haven't started it. <laughs> and so wide way, wide range, and you can learn from anybody. But the people who I can tell are like more established, I ask so many questions. One of my favorite questions is like, what do you do for marketing? Okay. Because I get like just very curious on like what's working for them because things just shift so much in the economy. And so I like to know, are you shifting your marketing practices? How are you getting in front of people? And yeah, I love learning from people who are quote unquote more successful than me. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, and it takes us having to go take put aside whatever pride or whatever things that we are bringing to the table or jealousy. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff that I yeah. oh, I don't want to talk to him because he oh like I don't I don't I don't need to learn anything. I'm just going to go out here and do it on my own, right? Like like but going no no no, it's okay, right? If that's if that's somebody who we look up to who's doing cool stuff, maybe maybe they're just doing something really neat that you want to learn more about. Be being genuinely curious about people is is wonderful because it yes. means that we can learn from so many people across the board whether they're in our industry or not. Definitely. And they could be teaching you things you've never considered. Like this summer, um someone came who he owns a business and that overarching business has bought five and they they run the five. They own a portion mm. of the five, right? So it does it's a fairly big business since they own the five and he's like have you ever thought about acquiring a business close to yours who also uses time to pet and who you can quickly like engulf and just literally double your revenue. And I was like, hang on. Didn't think this was a thing. Tell me more. (laughs) And we actually went through the buying process together of like, it was going to be in my name, but like he helped me through it of potentially me buying a business in downtown Denver and it falling through, which was okay. Um, but like I first off, I learned so much in regards to the process. I also learned business practices that business does that I literally apply to my business today. Yep. Like yeah. and I would have never considered buying a business. Like that just sounds weird. I have my own. Why do I need another one? And so <laughs> someone's like, I don't think you realize like business through acquisition is also a really great thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's learning that because a lot of, and, and part of that's just like, what are the possibilities? Like, what are, what are, yeah. what, are pe- what are people doing? What is, what's cool stuff people are doing yeah. and, and, and how they're being creative and then always bringing that back and going, okay, again, like, the, like we just started talking at the beginning of our conversation, Angel, like, now what does that mean for me? How could I do that? What would that mean if I, okay, now let me think through this process. And that's how we stay engaged. That's how we stay running a fresh company. Like when, uh, when we can have a company that continues to be, to be fresh, I'm going to define that as is, is fit for the market it's in serving the clients well. Like that's where we, 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 we maintain that through out of the box thinking and exposing ourselves to new ideas. Yeah. And that could also be our drive, right? Because for me, it gets me out of the mundane of getting or doing the same thing every day. Or like, to be honest, three years in, I'm not as passionate as my employees. I want to hire passionate employees and I want to go run the business. And so like when I'm called into the field, I'm like, man, all right, put me in coach, but I don't want to. And that's, and that's fine. Cause again, that's part of the life cycle of being a business owner of, of we learn about ourselves, right? So we, you know, um, you know, staying solo and being a solo business, like you are passionate about all aspects of it. Then if you do hire, you're either going to go, Oh, I'm actually passionate about managing people. I'm passionate about oversight. I'm passionate about management. I'm passionate or not. And you can learn that about yourself, but that's part of going, how do I know what passions I'm going to have? I've got to experience it. I've got to learn it from other people. And I've got to kind of try and experiment with it in my business as well. Oh my gosh, Angela, that's so much fun. I, I'm, <laughs> I absolutely love <laughs> hearing your story and, and hearing you bringing people and connecting people with the purpose of making each other better through friendship. Like that's <laughs> so powerful and impactful. 
when we think about how when we surround ourselves with people that are going to make us better, we're going to make other people better, right? Just being a little bit of like honesty here, like everybody learns from that. Everybody grows. And then we can, and then uh-huh. what we, we take that, we impact people in our business. We impact our employees. We impact our community. And then we start really seeing these big impacts that we're able to have from something that's just, it's it, from such a simple and unique way of going, I want, I want to connect people, right? That's, that's, that's an amazing thing. I, I absolutely love hearing how you're doing that. Oh, thank you. And I, I really want to thank you for, for coming on the show today, Angela, and sharing about this, how you are using those ads, how you are marketing people, how you're carving out and, and finding that voice for each individual one of them. And you are, you're trying those new things and learning from others and encouraging us to do it because we can get old, we can get stodgy, right, in our ways and we can get kind of in a funk and just go, well, this is just how it is. We've got to break out of that. And I really appreciate that strong reminder um, for people who want to, follow along with you and get connected with everything that Wild Paws is doing, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, great question. Um, so Wild Paws is, she's doing her thing in Castle Rock. Um, okay. <laughs> but, okay. um, but more importantly, I actually, I've been wanting to like start my own podcast similar to you for okay. a while now. So okay. my goal is to get that out by Q1 called Success Unleashed. Okay. Um, so hopefully by Q1 of 2024, people can uh, hear more from me. And that would be cool um, because I want to bring out people like that. I've met my entrepreneur group who can like speak into like crazy ideas that maybe we haven't thought of that like can apply because all business in the end is business. Mm-hmm. So like there are so many overarching, like cool things we can learn from each other. Um, so that's probably the best way to get in contact with me because I mean, social media is cool. My email's on my website, but I'm honed into the business. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'll have you send me over some links for that so we can get those oh. in the show notes and stuff and just have that kind of people's on people's radar moving yeah, forward. Good. Angela, that's fantastic. So again, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. I really appreciate how Angela pointed out that networking takes many different forms. It's not just exchanging business cards. It could be commiserating or talking about what you're struggling with. It could be for social reasons to have a, a point to go out and grab a drink or grab a coffee or go to lunch and just have friendship and camaraderie for a little bit, which is so important in this day and age when we are so disconnected from those around us. Going in with a purpose helps our networking be successful to us because we can define it. Knowing why we're there and what purpose we want helps us approach that with openness and being receptive from things that people may share or speak into our lives. Love to know how you are networking in your community and who you are getting connected with and being inspired by. Let us know. You can send an email to feedback at thepetsorderconfessional.com or share that out in social media and tag us with who is inspiring you today. We want to thank our sponsors today, Timed Pet and the Peaceful Pet Music, Calm Music for Pets YouTube channel for making today's show possible. And we really want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon.